welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we're talking about the glory of focusing on low-hanging fruit. Hey, Shannon, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, too. Thank you. We have beautiful uh, spring-like weather here in St. Louis in February, which is very weird, but rather enjoyable. That's nice. Mm-hmm, but I'm still wearing two layers of wool. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what's the temperature? Like 60. Oh. And, and yesterday I walked Bix wearing two pairs of wool sweatpants, a wool <laughs> shirt under a cashmere sweater, and a gown, t- gown coat. But I didn't wear any gloves or hats. <laughs> <laughs> so all the heat could escape that you were generating through your many layers of wool. I was very comfortable. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters, really. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I am very excited to be talking with you about low-hanging fruit today. And the, and, and the glory of it. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it is glorious. Like... Somehow, I feel like there's some weird Puritan ethic or something that, like, if something is easy, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, baby, low-hanging fruit totally counts. That's right. It fits right into the let it be easy philosophy. Yep. Yep, I agree. And we, um, I mean, I know in my, with my organizing clients, we're always looking for ways to for them to be able to ease into the process and we're talking about decluttering, which can be so hard for people to get started on. And we start with that right. little hanging fruit. Yep. And uh, it can make that getting started um, so e- so much easier. And it just occurs to me that we, if we do that, we don't even necessarily have to have a plan, which is of course hard a lot of the time for people to have. Right. Right. But it, but it, is so freeing to just, you know, focus on what's easy. And then when it's not easy, move on to something else. <laughs> That's right. Just stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it's, we were talking about this before we started recording and it reminds us of your, the way, the, the method you, you devised for decluttering your closet, which right. I think is worth reminding people about it. I think we've talked about it before, but I think it's a genius thing. So I want to hear more about it. Yeah. So uh, what I do is make a little space on in some part of my closet. And then I just look at everything and I find three obvious things that I want to keep low hanging fruit Mm -hmm. and three obvious things that I can get rid of. Mm-hmm. And you move the three keepers into the new space that you yep. created. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then and the other three go directly into a donation box mm-hmm. or bag. And I keep I just do that, you know, alternating back and forth until there's no obvious choices. 
Uh-huh. And then I stop. Uh-huh. And then you, like, take a break or you, like, do you consider well, the job done? I consider it done for then, mm-hmm. you know, for for now. And I may come back later that day. I may come back in a day. I may come back in a month. But it doesn't really matter because I made some progress. Mm-hmm. And even if I come back in an hour, looking at it with fresh eyes, I'm going to see more lang- low-hanging fruit. Because mm-hmm. that's the, um, the thing about low-hanging fruit something is always hanging lower than the other things. It's a relative thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you come back to it and you're looking for the low-hanging fruit, there's it's going to be there. Right. And right. then does, do you, in your closet, do you ever get to the point where you, you don't get through all of it because nothing feels low-hanging? Um, well, then I f- consider it done for now. Mm-hmm. And then um, ideally, you get through all of it at some, by a few iterations. Right. Right. But I'm sort of scanning the whole row of, you know, hanging stuff or the whole drawer of T-shirts or, you know, I'm sort of looking at everything as opposed to going sort of section by section. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. That's, a good, that's a, an important uh, differentiation. So it's not like you're limiting yourself to tops, for example, and you have to find three you want to keep and three you want to let go of. You can have a, your, your let go of can be a top, a pair of sweatpants, and a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a formal dress that I will never, ever wear again. Or a bridesmaid's dress. Yes. <laughs> Peach taffeta. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. And so this applies to lots of things, right? Right. I mean, I do this when I have to clean out a drawer that has gotten overwhelming. It's like, well, what are three things that don't belong in there that I can put away somewhere else where they do belong? And do you usually work in trios this way? That's yeah, your, for whatever reason, three uh-huh. feels like enough to count uh-huh. and not at all overwhelming. Like, it's like, well, I can open a drawer and find three things that I can take care of. Right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. My low-hanging fruit in my own home, as well as in my clients' homes, typically, is obvious trash. Yes. And I don't like to admit it, but I could at any moment, go through my living room and dining room and find <laughs> at least three things that I could just throw away. And it might be, um, uh, lots of times it could be stuffing from ins- that used to live inside a dog toy. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and that's just easy and it makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, and it can work on any project. It doesn't have to be, you know, physical objects like... Um, it could be working on, um, I don't know, like I'm thinking about my embroidery project that I just finished. Mm-hmm. Like I can pick, th- you know, the next three steps to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, or I can pick, um, you know what it reminds me of is it's sort of like, remember... Um, Forster, I can't remember his first name. Mark. Mark Forster and the autofocus thing. Like you go, there were so many different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. But 
one of the key things was always that you would sort of scan through it and pick one thing to do. I think it jumped out at you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is the same theory that, you know, it do the thing that jumps out at you, do the low hanging fruit, do what feels easy or possible or obvious. And, um, and sometimes you stop when you've done that. And sometimes that sort of gives you the motivation to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I do, you know, when I think about it, I create a daily task list most every day and it's exactly how I go through it. Um, and the things that feel a little hard today, like I need to make an appointment with my new primary care doctor because mm-hmm. uh, I switched insurances in January. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was on the list and I said, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but maybe tomorrow it will, and it's going to move to tomorrow's list, and tomorrow it might feel easier. Today it was all about rescheduling all these appointments that I botched on my calendar. I mean, it was crazy oh, the conflicts on my calendar, and I had to call all these places and got it all straightened out. Okay, oh, um, but yeah, that felt easy and important today. But yeah, that's um, I like what I'm what I'm liking is this idea that the next time around, that which felt not easy becomes easy, feels easier, might feel right. easier. Also reminds me of like leaving Wordle and coming back to it. Yes. And, and suddenly there's an obvious answer. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, your brain sort of works on stuff like that in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so, and, and the other idea that I think is really important about a, approaching something this way is that you don't have to finish something to completion like you don't have to do the um uh like to deal with your stuff you don't have to do the con what con mary uh con mary yeah right con mary the the marie condo thing Mm -hmm. yeah like you don't have to take everything out and go through everything and then put it back and be done with it like you can you can do these sort of iterations you can do it in um uh in different steps and it all counts right and what's so great is for so many people who are dealing with clutter uh the notion of doing it all is absolute feels absolutely impossible yeah so just do what's easy the thing that's easy Mm -hmm. even if that's make a decision about three things right and you know do that enough times (laughs) you'll get her done (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and um yeah so you don't have to do it all at once you don't have to know your whole plan before you start right which it can be such a challenge for people who struggle with perfectionism Mm -hmm. yeah I know there's plenty of times where I haven't started something because I want to figure out how I'm going to do it and you know what counts as done Mm -hmm. and if I look at it from this perspective and just say, well, I can take care of three things with this project and that's done for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like done for now. Those feel like words I need to put on my bulletin board. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, cause it, right. It, as you said, it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so easy to, think that like you can't count something because it's not really done but the more you 
give yourself credit for what you're doing, the easier it is to do stuff. Right, right. And, and this, we talked about that in early, early, early in our uh, podcast, in early, the rewards episode, like episode right. three or something about how rewarding effort, not comp- not waiting until you're finished mm-hmm. to reward yourself makes it easier to keep going. Yeah. And it also does sort of the opposite of what we just said the Wordle thing does. Like if you leave Wordle, like your brain sort of works on it in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you come back, it's finished. But if you're working on a bigger project and you sort of draw a line and say, I'm done for now, then your brain isn't thinking about it, isn't feeling like it has to remind you to go back and finish that because it's done for now. Mm-hmm. Right. So it like creates a little bit of spaciousness for you. Right. That's excellent. And it, it occurs to me that um, a timer, it could be a handy tool in this whole concept of, I mean, it's great to, I love your three and three method, but it could also be work on something for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Grab the low hanging fruit for three minutes and then you're done for now and you get yep. to move on to something maybe yeah. more enjoyable or less daunting. Yeah. And, and the key is to whether it's three things, three minutes, you know, what, whatever the, um, uh, action is that you're going to take is that it feel really doable <laughs> and as soon as it doesn't feel really doable scale it back or move on to something else yeah that's excellent it's a great way to set yourself up for success yeah absolutely absolutely so we would love to hear from you our listeners do, do you enjoy picking the low-hanging fruit? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. You can call 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843, and leave us a message telling us all about it. You can head over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes for today's episode. Until next time... This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I can't believe I got through the intro without laughing.